Welcome to the Audacious Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Rihanna Beers. Each week, we will walk you through the entrepreneurial adventures of either myself or my amazing guests as we explore what we did right, what we've done wrong, and everything in between. We'll arm you with tactical tips and tools that will allow you to navigate your own path to build your dream business. Y'all, I'm crazy excited about today's guest. Um, I have only known this woman for, golly, like only like seven or eight months, but she's one of those people that you feel like you've known for way, way longer, right? Um, And I feel like I know her so well that I am doing this intro without actually having a bio in front of me. So let's see how I do. So Jamie Troll started out in a leadership role at Coca-Cola where she served for 10 plus years. After that, she decided to start her own company, Balance CFO. She's also the founder of a Facebook group, Financial Literacy for Women, which has an amazing community of nearly 5,000 members. And recently, though, she realized her one-on-one coaching through Balance CFO had maxed out, and so she wanted to impact even more small business owners. She, at this point, realized that financial literacy for these small solopreneurs was greatly underserved. So... She created the Financial Fitness Formula, which is a course that she launched back in January, and her first class just graduated last month. She is also wife to Kemper Troll and the mother of two awesomely young, cute, adorable kiddos. Happy April, y'all. So hopefully by now, your 2019 tax return is a distant memory. And if so, congratulations. You made it through another tax season. And if you work with a typical tax firm, you likely aren't going to hear from or communicate with your tax preparer until like next tax season, right? Pretty normal. What if I told you that there are tax firms out there who do more than just prepare tax returns? Y'all, LBA is one of those firms. So in addition to tax preparation for businesses and individuals, we also are experts in tax planning. We love helping our clients with strategies that result in lower taxes and more money in their pockets. That pocket change can be reinvested into their businesses or into themselves, you know, like retirement, college, savings, you know, that sort. So y'all, fun fact, our average client saved over $900 on their 2019 taxes by engaging us for some mid-year tax planning. We actually helped multiple business owners save tens of thousands of dollars on their tax liability. I'm not even kidding you guys, tens of thousands. So y'all, you work so hard for that money that you earn. So please, you know, consider letting LBA help you keep as much of it out of Uncle Sam's hands and in your pocket, in a legal way, of course. Check out a variety of our 2020 tax planning packages available at a killer price right now. Head on over to our website, that, uh, www.libbeerscpa.com. That's www.libbeerscpa.com. And check out those sweet new tax planning packages. And right now they are on sale. So check it out. Thanks, guys. So that's what we're talking about, female empowerment and helping each other. And um, in this world where it is very clear, at least in, in America, that being a woman, I mean, being in business, being a woman is harder, right? Mm-hmm. It's harder to get forward. It's harder to move forward. And in a world where we are finally getting to see some traction in women finding mm-hmm. equality and getting, you know, equal rights, yeah. um, 
we can't be our own biggest enemy. And I, yes. feel, I feel like we are. I feel yes. like women, like if ever, like you said, if everyone would just stop being catty, stop pushing each other down. And I, that circles back around to why are we the way, why are we like that? Right. And I think it's because we've been, you know, held down for so yeah. long or whatever that we've just trained our society to do this. But going back, I'm not sitting on a political pedestal. Sorry. <laughs> God, but just women empowering women instead of pushing each other down. And if you don't like someone, that's fine, but you don't have to say it. Like, just move on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Walk away. Well, and, and I think about too, and Jen Hatmaker, I think gave this visual when we were at Rise as well, which was about kind of women, not, you know, let's not pull each other down. Let's lift each other on mm-hmm. our shoulders and chip away at that dang glass ceiling, because yes. that's how we're going to get through it. It's not like, but like, let's, if we are like putting each other up, that's mm-hmm. how that thing's coming down. And so um, I do, I, I just think that's what we are. We are one of our big worst, uh, one of our own worst enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just, and it, and it happens too. Like we see other women succeeding. And I, I think it is, I mean, it's a lot of things wrapped up into one, but there's insecurity there's in there. There's jealousy. There's, there's um, judgment. There's all the things, right? Yeah. And, and so it, we feel, yeah, we feel justified. Yeah. And feelings. I think, I think now when we circle back on, I think it goes back to the scarcity mindset that because, yeah. and it goes, because women have always kind of had that lower side of the teeter daughter that we don't feel like there's enough for us to all be successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Oh, you know, women are finally being successful, but only a certain amount of us can, because there's no way all of us can be successful at once. So I think it's just this, so it's just shifting the societal mindset, you know, to what, if, if all the men can be successful, then why the hell can't all the women be successful exactly. in squashing that? And then I think too, that there are women who choose different paths and that's totally okay, you know? And so I think sometimes we judge the other, like, it's almost like there are more than two paths, by the way, but the, you know, there's like the working path and the non-working path. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think sometimes there's like this weird friction between them where, you know, I, and, and some of this may be manufactured, right? Like oh, I yeah. feel judged oftentimes by women who don't work thinking like, oh, well, you know, she's, you know, neglecting her children mm-hmm. or whatever. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, probably, you know, uh, have been guilty sometimes in the past of being like, oh, well, you know, must be nice not to have anything to do, <laughs> right? right? Now, being a mom of toddler, a toddler and a, and a five-year-old, I, uh, I would not try. Oh yeah, no. Um, <laughs> that is the hardest job. You but... talked about staying home mom at the beginning, and I just want oh, to tell man. you that that is a job. May and and you have to be specially made to be a stay at home yes. mom. Like that has to be your calling. And so for all those stay at home moms out there, I, I, I mean, I don't well, envy you because I don't want to be you, but I so absolutely respect yes. what you do because I couldn't do it. I could yeah. not do it. And I think that that's the thing. Like I finally had to realize that when I had those kind of negative feelings, it was more around my own feelings of inadequacy Uh of like, am I a good enough mom? It wasn't anything about other people. It was just, you always question, I think, no matter what choices you make, whether they're the right choices. And so I think we all see other people making different choices and we want to justify our own. And so in doing so that, that, that can often like tear other people down though. Yes. And that's never going to be a path to, you know, your own happiness. You're not, you, you can't justify right. yourself. You're not going to be able to make yourself truly, really feel better and feel good and confident in who you are. If your method to doing that is by tearing everybody else around right. you down, it's not going to work. <laughs> no. And there's, there, here's two more things, you guys. So if, so self-reflecting, if you're, if you're reflecting these feelings or these thoughts on other people, take a step back and look at yourself and figure out, is there something in that realm that you feel unsatisfied with? Right? So a lot of times with us, we're judging those stay at home moms because at that season in life, 
maybe we're feeling like we're not at home enough or maybe, 100%. you know, you know, so there might be something that we need to take a step back and be like, okay, maybe I do need to, you know, it is time to change gears and spend, you know, adjust that schedule. Yep. Um, and to flip that. Okay. When other people are throwing these opinions in the shade on you, remember the same thing that that is just a reflection of themselves. Okay. It has nothing to do with you because mm -hmm. as our girl Rach says, other people's opinions are none of your business. None of your business. Okay? <laughs> or other people's opinions of you, I'm sorry, yes. are none of your business. And if it is something that's getting you down and, and really, you know, getting at you, remind yourself that this is, this is on them. This mm -hmm. is something on their life that is bothering them and it has nothing to do with you. And, and if you care, and this is something I had to, I, I have always been a person, I wouldn't necessarily say a people pleaser, but I've always cared very deeply about what other people think of me. Yes. Um, it is, it is ingrained in me. I don't know where it comes from, but I have always cared very deeply about where, what other people think of me. But what that does is it keeps you from trying things. It keeps you from stepping out of yes. your comfort zone. It keeps you from doing the things that are scary because you're afraid of what other people are going to think. Yes. So for me, the hard work was never scary, right? I wasn't scared of trying to learn something new. I was scared of what people would think, you know, not even, I mean, if I failed or if I succeeded, I was just scared of what people would think of yeah. what I was doing. And so for me, that was something that kept me really subdued for a long time. And when I finally just put that aside and said, I don't care. Like I, I care. Maybe I still care, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like, right. I, I, it, it, yes. this is how I'm going to move forward. And we're, we're, we're covering all the topics. <laughs> I, we are, we're, we got this. I'll, we'll, we'll do this some is, cutting and editing and we'll, we'll make two episodes out of it. <laughs> but you know, you said that and, and when you comes down to what other people think of you, there's kind of two groups of people, right? There's the strangers, you know, the internet mm -hmm. trolls and guys, who the hell cares? Yeah. Like if, if you don't know them, why do you care what they think about you? Like, doesn't matter. Come on. But then what's hard is the people we know and the people yes. we love. And, um, when their concern, um, in the forms of opinions, you know, come from a place of love. Um, you know, it's like whether they're protecting you or in a lot of ways, you guys, and, and this is, this is really unfortunate to say, but a lot of times, the reason they're trying to hold you down is because they, they know one or two things is they don't want you to leave them. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. They see you making strides. They see you bettering yourself and they're too scared to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so they're afraid if you start getting better, you're going to leave them behind. Yeah. It all comes back to them. Like that's the mm -hmm. thing. I mean, everybody, everybody's emotions, we take it on ourselves if somebody, yeah, if we, you know, upset somebody by what we're doing or if they don't like what we're doing, but that's them, you guys, it's not, it's not, you, you know, and, and the thing too is again, and not to say you leave people behind, but there are some relationships that I am not as close with now, um, in favor of people that are more positive and more, more encouraging mm -hmm. and, and are more wanting to see me grow. You know what I mean? So, so sometimes you also do have to say like, okay, who do you, who do I, not in some like crazy dramatic fashion, like we're not friends anymore, but like, who do you maybe need to distance yourself a yeah. from? that is not, you know, impacting you in the best way possible, you know, mentally yep. and who, but who does that then open up room for? Yes. You know? And I mean, you've heard it and I've said it on the show before you guys, but you are the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Okay. So if you are surrounding your people with people, if you are surrounding yourself with people who are trying to hold you down, you're going to stay down. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to stay down there. So, and what, where it becomes hard is when those people are the people you can't, I mean, you can't cut you, you 
sometimes you can, but generally speaking, you can't cut your mom, your dad, your sister out of your life. But yeah. what you can do, you guys, and here's some advice is stop sharing your dreams and your aspirations with them. Okay. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, and, and that's easy. That's, it's not easier said than done. You just don't talk about it. If you are the people that you share your biggest hopes and your biggest dreams with have to be your cheerleaders. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have to be the people that are going to push you to follow these dreams. And even if they don't get it, like, that's the thing too. Like I'm, oh, I've yeah. been very lucky to have a family that's very supportive of what I, what I'm doing. And, and they're, they're great. I don't think they fully get it. Nope. <laughs> I don't think they really know what I'm doing. Uh, but I think they're like, okay, it seems like you're doing well. Great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and that's take, fine too. They take the attitude, right? That, well, you've been successful at everything or, yeah. you know, a number of things you've done in life. So I'm sure this is going to like, work I guess out. Like, fine, I don't you know? understand it, but you do you. And yeah, you do, you, you do a lot of Facebook lives. I don't know how that's a business, but okay. <laughs> you've been you working. Don't, I don't have to explain why it works. Just yes, your support. And, and I think it just goes back, you guys. And that's the easiest thing you can do because you can't always cut the people out of your lives, but you can cut them out of that part of your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can still go to Thanksgiving. You can still talk, you know, crap about aunt, you know, cousin <laughs> Susie, who's dating the eighth guy, that's, whatever. <laughs> but when they ask you, you know, and it's not playing small, you're not, you know, but when they ask like, how's, how's business, how's life, you just say good, you know, like it's going, it's great. And not everybody has to understand you and that's okay. Yeah. And, um, but then for the people that you, you can cut out, like Jamie said, it doesn't have to be this dramatic. We're not friends anymore. You just slowly, it's called weeding your garden and you just slowly phase out. You know, you don't make the effort to make the plans anymore. You, you know, if you, you don't do, we talked about auditing your calendar. If those people are asking you to hang out, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So just you're busy. Okay. Just Mm -hmm. tell them you're already, you know, you already have an engagement and it's, it's, a, a flavorful, I guess, if you will, way of um, weeding your garden and making sure that the five people that you surround yourself with, the five people you spend the most time with are people that you want to be like. Mm-hmm. And if they're not now, start working towards that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so good. I don't know. I think, are we at a stopping point? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I I'm can like, keep going. <laughs> like, what? We're doing so well. I have, I, I have, 13 more minutes. So All right. um, is there any, what else do we want to talk about, Jamie? <laughs> I don't know. Well, so let's talk about, um, I think along these same lines, we can kind of chat about like, how have you felt? So raising kids, mm-hmm. I think we've talked a little bit about that. And let's go back to where we were talking about, like how, how difficult it is kind of as a mom to raise kids and also be working. Mm-hmm. And how have you, like, I'm curious how you dealt with it for me it's been hard because now I work from home most of the time. Right. So my kids are like always, you know, hanging out, hanging on me and, and stuff like that when they're here. Um, so that's been a little bit of a challenge. And I thought, right. So I thought like, okay, I'm not going to be in this corporate job working crazy hours anymore. It's going to be better for my family. I'm going to be more flexible. I can pick them up from school. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Now though, with them around so much and with business picking up, I have to do more work when they're home. Yes. And that has been for me a hard thing to really figure out how to manage through mm-hmm. because instead of, and no one warned me about this, right? I w- and so any of you guys, if you're thinking about starting a business uh, because you want to be home more, just something to keep in mind. When I took my kids to like daycare, for example, and, and they still go, but now it's shorter hours and things like that. When I took them to school, I dropped them off at school early in the morning. I would mm-hmm. go to my office building. I would work 
you know, till six, I'd come home, I'd pick them up, I'd bring them home. Mm -hmm. And it was one goodbye. And that wasn't always a good goodbye. It was sometimes a really dramatic, hard goodbye, but then they'd be okay, you know? And so it was kind of this one time, like, okay, we're done with this. And, um, you know, now we can each focus on what, what's going on. It wasn't so dramatic. Now I feel like it's like, I have to say 50 goodbyes a day because I'm trying to finish an email or I'm trying to do this, or I'm trying to check something on my phone when my kid's asking for something and I'm just trying to finish reading something. It's like this constant, you know, know that I'm having to say, and part of that is boundaries I need to put on myself and I'm working on. But part of it is just going to happen when you have things going on that, and you have kids. And so I don't know, that's kind of in real time, what I'm dealing with the most is trying to figure out, like, it's been a lot more emotional on me, I've found, because of the amount of times I have to kind of say no to them, or they come in my yeah. office while I'm working, even when the babysitter's here, they come in my office and I'm working and I have to say no, or, you and know, I'm like running to the bathroom so they don't see me. <laughs> so yeah, a few things there. So one, you said they're in daycare a few days a week. And if yeah. you guys listeners can afford that, that's absolutely something. I think so many people are like, well, I'm going to work from home. We're going to save on daycare. But if you actually want to get work done, if you can afford to send them to daycare for a little bit, yeah. um, that's my first suggestion. Um, and you, my kids weren't quite as young as you, um, as yours. Um, mine are now uh, almost 10 and 11. But I think um, the most, and you kind of said it, is set, setting boundaries. You have to train them now. I mean, guys, they're people. They're little people. I know they're kids. Sorry. Um, I know that a lot of times we're like, well, they need me. They want, no, no. What they need is for you to teach them you know, that immediate gratification is not a thing, you know, like it's not always going to be there. And so this is the hardest, especially, you know, your youngest is two. So especially when she's crying and she's like, you know, I have a boo-boo. It's like, well, that, the, that's what the babysitter's here for. And, yeah. and, and, and it's, what, again, easier said than done, but you guys, yeah. if it was not, then everybody would be doing it. But I think, you know, and same thing, I don't work from home very often. I have the luxury of having an office, but when I am home, um, you know, like if I have to record a podcast at home, I, I go down and I tell the kids, Hey, the door is locked because I am recording a podcast. Okay. When I'm done, I will come unlock the door, which means you are welcome to come join me. And a lot of times what I'll do is, is I'll set, especially with the younger kids is set an incentive. It, you know, if you leave mommy alone, then afterwards we'll, you know, whatever it is, we'll spend some time together. Well, whatever that incentive is for your kids, you know, we call it incentive. It's bribing you guys. It's bribery. Like, <laughs> like straight I, up. You know, my I'm, I'm, it. you guys, I'm halfway through my kids. Like I said, are almost 10 and 11 and I, we've done a great job. Okay. My kids are, and I'm not like, they're good. Okay. They're, they're well adjusted and we're fantastic. And part of that is because, um, I mean, my husband, we're selfish, you know, we put our business and ourselves first and our kids second. Um, and this kind of doesn't go totally off tangent, but I'll wrap back around. That also comes to taking care of yourself and taking care of your marriage or relationship. Okay. Yeah. So for me, um, my hierarchy of priorities, number one is myself, because as I've told you listeners before, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not the best version of you to take care of everything else. Number two is my marriage. So many people are going to fight me on this saying your kids should be the most important. But if you guys are fighting all the time or you guys aren't even you know, like, what example are you setting for your kids? And two, when the kids are gone, what kind of yeah. relationship do you have to come back to? So my marriage is number two. Um, and number three is my kids. Okay. And the rest, you know, family, we'll call it. And yeah. then number four is my business. And so when you're deciding, you guys, what do I do right now? That's the hierarchy that my decisions always go in. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but going, so going back to how do you mom and, and run a business. So it really is setting boundaries and you will find, and, and it's consistency, just like anything in life, you guys is consistency. As soon as you start setting those boundaries for your kids, they will start respecting them. I promise it'll be hard at first. They will cry. They will, but the minute you give in, you're starting back over. Yeah. So keep with those boundaries. Keep, keep being, you know, uh, strict or not strict, but stern and, and consistent. Um, in, in those boundaries. And I think the other thing to, on the bigger scheme of things to remember, um, when we talk about work-life balance, okay, it's not something that you look at in a small picture. Okay. Like today, I'm not going to measure my work-life balance. It's a big thing. It's, it's whether it's weekly, monthly, whatever you have seasons. Okay. And in different seasons, your work-life balance is going to teeter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a whole year, so my work life, I, I judge successful work-life balance when at the end of the year, I can say, I can look at all the family vacations we went on. I can look at the days I took off work and let the kids stay home so we could have some mommy me time. Mm -hmm. um, I look at the field trips I went on, if that's what my kids are into, whatever that is. Okay. But I was still able to run a successful business because during tax season, when I'm working 15 hours a week, or I'm sorry, a week, I wish, a I day. I know, right? Oh, like, that sounds amazing. hours a day, you know. <laughs> Tell me your season. <laughs> right? My kids understand that, and they, but they understand that that season is temporary, that that when it, when it comes to the end, it's back to whatever it was. And so I don't think work-life balance is a, is a thing you measure in this instant. It's like, oh my and God, I, I worked 15 hours and I didn't get to spend time with my family. I failed. Yeah. And I think that's what we do to our, ourselves when we're in those busy times. We definitely, I mean, I, I'm in one of those right now and it's been hard. It's been hard because I have to say no more than I usually do. And that's a hard thing for me. But I also have to remind myself, you know, what we're modeling for our kids. What do you want your kids yes. to believe they can do? You know, I have a daughter. She's two. What do I want to believe are her limits? Do mm -hmm. I want her to think she has any? No. And I tell her, I mean, we do affirmations in the morning every single day right? Where Love she has it. to say, she's brave. Like I am strong. I am brave. And she'll do them now. I don't have to even prompt her. She'll do them herself that she can do anything. And so for me, I have to model that. I have to model that there aren't limits to what you can do. And I want her to see, you know, right now she doesn't get it when she's older, when she's 10, when she's 15, when she's 20, when she's 25, she'll definitely get it, you yes. know, and she'll be able to see the work her mom put in and be able to see kind of the bigger picture on, on where it all went from then. But it is hard in the moment. But it I is. know, you know, I also know one of my, one of the things I write it down in my start to start today journal every single morning is that I pour love into my kids and we have a close relationship. Like that is something that I write down. It's the first thing that I write down every yep. morning. And it's because, you know, I, the thing that matters, right? Like there's, again, getting back to the comparison game, right? We mm -hmm. see these other moms and man, these like insane birthday parties and the Pinteresting and the everything else. We live in this world where like, there's so much sharing of these, these amazing moments. And you just look at it and you're like, man, I am not that mom. And I, it took me a while to get okay with not being that mom, but right. I am the mom that loves my kids fiercely, like yes. fiercely. And they know it. They know how adored and how loved and how everything else that they are. So for me, that's something that I have to remind myself. That's, that's what I prioritize as a mom. I don't prioritize, you know, maybe all the things that other moms do, right? I maybe don't. Yes. And that's fine. And again, no judgment on you guys for what you prioritize. But what I prioritize is that 
my kids know that they are loved beyond measure and that they can do whatever they, you know, set their hearts on, right? That's what I care about. And so that's what I focus on. And when I spend time with them, that's what, you know, I'm trying to instill for every minute that I am, you know? Yeah. And there's two things that I want to roll back or touch back on that you just talked about. And one was, you know, you kind of said setting an example. And Mm -hmm. that is when my kids were younger, especially my daughter, that is one thing that I wrote down all the time that I'm setting an example for my daughter of what she can be. Okay. And so when you're having that mommy guilt, which I hate is even a thing because is there daddy guilt? No, no, but (laughs) don't get me started on that. (laughs) We all have it, right? We all have those days where you are at work and you, something is happening at home or you just, maybe it's self-inflicted. Maybe nothing really is happening. You're just having a moment where you wish you were home instead and you need to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing and, Mm -hmm. and, and how it relates back to your kids. And in this case, my reminder was always, I am showing my, my, my kids, my daughter and my son that a woman can, can rule the world. I mean, that's my goal. You guys is to conquer things and I'm showing them how you do that. Yeah. That's true for the sons too. Yeah, absolutely. It's a hundred percent true for the sons that he, my son will never wonder. He'll never be intimidated, you know, by a woman who can get stuff done. Right. Like he's going to marry somebody (laughs) like his mama. Right. Yes. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, um, that I wanted to touch on and I need to remind myself because I got all excited about um, <laughs> the, the other thing, um, but we'll have to come back to it. Let's see. So we were talking, God dang it. I've been doing so well about staying on track. Or I, I know. I just started like, I just started um, jotting down notes because I, I kept doing I the same I thing. I'm like, oh, that made me think of something. So I so said two things. One was, you know, setting an example. Oh, and the second one is that every family is different. What love looks like in every family wise is different. So mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, like just the other night, I got an email from my daughter's teacher saying they were looking for chaperones for a field trip, right? And last year I went on a field trip with her. So I called her in and it, instead of automatically assuming, oh my God, there's a field trip. I need to go because this is a chance yeah. for me and Michaela to have some quality time. I called her and I said, hey, Michaela, you know, you're going on the, there's a field trip. So like, yeah, I was like, uh, Miss Fish is asking for chaperones. Is that something you want me to do? Because I'm totally down to do it. Or she's, and she, without any prompt, was like, you know what? No, I'd rather just have some you and me time because that's much more quality time. So instead uh-huh. of, and, and I think a lot of times that happens a lot. We, whether it's, you know, joining the PTO or, or yeah. doing the bake sale or at least there are things that we think we're supposed to do or that we think and what good moms do. Exactly. <laughs> but what it comes down to guys, other, again, other people's opinions don't matter. So if you're doing that because you you care what Sally Sue down the street is, thinks of you because you never you know, volunteer and you're never in the classroom. That's not, that's not serving your family. That's not a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So ask your kids what's important. Ask them, you know, what it is that defines a good, you know, relationship for you guys. Cause your kid might be like, hell yeah, I want you on the field trip. That's great. Mm-hmm. In which case your actions are, are, you know, justified. But have I, had I always done this, I would be, you know, volunteering in the classroom every week and doing mm-hmm. all these things that aren't, aren't filling my relationship with my daughter. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, you said, that, you know, every family or every family dynamic is different. And you kind of wrote about what you start your write in your start today journal. And what I write is I laugh with my kids every day. I love that. Laughing is just like, that's, that is that's a awesome. form of communication in our family. Mm-hmm. And so I know that if we've gotten to sit down and laugh about something that we spent quality time together, because we pretty much laugh anytime we're sitting down. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a way for me to gauge that. Because if I look and I can't think of a moment where we laugh together, then I'm like, crap. Well, and that shows you're engaging and that shows you're present with them, right? So that's all of those things 
you know, wrapped up into one. So I think I like that one. I might yeah, have to steal. I might yeah. have to admit it. Mine are getting too long for those little oh, like spots. That's girl, my problem right now. Oh, mine are like three, three long. I keep like, adding. More, I keep well, adding. And for me, they get more specific because yeah. I want to be able to measure them. Um, but I think with that, along those same lines, like I, and it's also important when you're thinking about this work-life balance and mom guilt and everything, it does not take a lot of time to no. fill your kid's cup. Okay. You, if you're working, you know, or whatever at home. And, and it's again, finding the balance between letting them interrupt. And, yeah. But, you know, um, but it's, it, it can be, you guys, it can be a five minute game of, you know, Uno. It can be. I was just going to say, that's our thing. Yeah, we like, do guys, Uno. My son loves it. And I think a lot of us build it up as it has to be like a half a day, you know, it has to be going to dinner or, you know, going on an excursion or doing something like that. And it doesn't, you guys, especially a lot of these, a lot of these kids, they only have five minutes that they want to give you. Right. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of times, and oh, this kind of contradicts what I said about like letting the, you know, setting boundaries, but a lot of times giving them your attention for two minutes is going to get rid of like that. That's all they want. Yeah. And so I think, so I think what you do is you set your absolute no boundaries, you know, like whether it's two or three, four hours a day, these are your like door shut. You don't bother me. But as you know, there's always more work than that, right? Mm. So there are more hours in your work day, but those are the ones where the door is open, where the kids are like, hey, I just need a quick, you know, game of Uno. You take a five minute break and you go do. So I think, I think, Jamie, that might be kind of what your aunt, like how you yeah. balance the, I got to get my work done, leave me alone with here, let me, you know, let me give you the, what I think is only five or, you know, a little bit of time that will just light up your day and, you know, yeah. as a kid, so I agree. And I think it's so interesting because it's like, regardless of which choice I make, I feel like I'm always feeling like I should do the other, you know? So I'm never you? present in anything. I'm like, I'm trying to work, but I'm like, oh, you know, I'm hearing my kids out there dealing with the babysitter. One of them's crying. I'm like, I should be out there. And then I'm not productive. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, you know, actually spending time with my kids because they're saying mommy a hundred times. And I'm finally like, fine, what do you need? And then I'm not, I'm just thinking about all the things I need to get done and how much time, yes. you know, I'm watching the clock trying to figure out when I can sneak away. When can I put the TV onto something that they'll actually pay attention that I can like wander uh -huh. on the corner and come back and finish that email. So I feel like regardless of where I am, I'm always, I'm and, never present. God, and that and is a huge problem. I've that is something in my, in my calendar now. Yeah. Like, well, literally then, this is time to be present and Yes. And, and that you guys, that is, that is the answer because so many of us spend 15 hours of our day being quote unquote busy, you know, we're quote unquote working, but I can't tell you how many 15 hour work days that I've had where I've gotten maybe three or four hours of work done. Right. And it's mm -hmm. because you're doing this back and forth or you're trying to work while you're, you're trying to do two things at once. Like if you would just say, and this, so like my new daily ritual, um, cause I have Rachel Hollis's priority planner, which I know you do as well. So my three, yep, there you are. I, I got the Marvel one. You guys, you guys can't see because we're on and you're not. <laughs> we're, but, we're acting uh, as if they can actually see us. I know. Like, we're going to post the video. No. Um, so what I do, what I now do after, so I have my morning routine, which every, we'll talk about in a different episode. But after that, I have my three needle moving activities. Okay. These are the three things when I'm writing down my agenda for the day, I ask myself, what are the three things that I can do today that will move my business forward? Okay. And that if this is, these are the only three things I get done, I'll feel good about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I do in the morning. Cause then I'm most productive in the morning that way they're done. Okay. And so far 
I've been able to get these done by about lunchtime, sometimes a little overlap, whatever. And then I do the other stuff. I check the email. I do, and, and when I'm doing those other things is when, if I have to do the multitasking, I do, but then you guys, I've been more productive in these first, what were five days of, you know, what we consider our new year than I have been in some like whole entire like months. It's mm -hmm. because I'm, you're, you're becoming laser focused. So I think creating that results list of what three things can you do to move the needle that will, you know, whatever. And then that, that, and then what will these three things that will make you proud when you go, go home and mm -hmm. you end your day. Um, and on the weekends or days that maybe I'm not working or maybe one of those things, like, I mean, today, my list, I'll tell you guys my list today is I have four podcast interviews. So my goal is to kill those. The other one is to hit the gym because on days like this, well, well, I've already hit the gym every day this week saying I've already hit the gym. It's an easy out. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, being that it's an easy way. So hitting the gym, even though it's not work related is on my list because if I hit the gym today, I'm going to be like, high five, I win. And then the other one is organizing. It's another, it's a work task that you guys won't even understand. But if I get <laughs> these three things done, my day will be good. So usually on weekdays, those three things are business oriented, but every once in a while there's one or on weekends, they're more family driven, you know? So um, I don't know, Jamie, you do the same thing. What do you? Yeah, I love it. Like that's what I, I feel like I've been more productive too. And I like how you can actually write out like by hour what you're doing. That's really yes. helped me because then I feel like, then I feel it when I'm not on task. Mm -hmm. It's like when I get sucked into the Facebook world and answering, you know, things like that on there, I know what I'm supposed to be doing yes. during that time frame, And I know that, and those, you know, I know that that's time I've blocked off for one of those three things. And mm -hmm. so when I don't get it, 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 it's more likely that I'm going to say, okay, I got to stop now and I got to put this down and I have yes. to get into it because yes. um, otherwise I, I can sometimes get lost in a hole forever. Yes. And then that's when you don't feel productive. And then that's when you can't be present with your kids. And then it's just this hole and then you're down on yourself yes. and then you're yes. doubting everything. And then, vicious you know, cycle. it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle and it's, um, it's a spiral downward. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you guys, this planner has been a game changer for me and it's, it's Rachel Hollis's priority planner. Um, by the time this releases her spring uh, line might be out or shortly out. Um, but there are other planners like this and the key to this planner, um, there's a monthly, a weekly and a daily section. So you can look at the big picture, medium picture, and then the small picture. Um, and before this, I used the Panda Planner, which was also fantastic, okay? Um, the only thing that I didn't use in the Panda Planner that isn't involved here, and maybe I just wasn't using it right, whatever, um, is those three needle-moving activities. So whatever planner you use, I think, the, I think Brendan Bruchard's High Performance Planner has the same concept where it has like, what are your results for the day? And then the hour by hour, you know? So yeah. anything that has that hour by hour and that makes you write down your three needle moving activities is going to be a game changer, I yeah. think. Yeah, um, I agree. And um, I don't know what else, that, that, that just, and, and using it. <laughs> we yeah, can actually use it. You want, but you got to use it. Uh, yeah. And I do have some like half filled planners that the first yep. couple of months, they go, they go basically through March, but you know, you have to kind of just make that decision and make it a habit, right? Yep. Like it's all about being habit. You can't just do it once a week consistently, yep. make it a habit, have a time that you do that thing. So for me, it's like, if I, I try to get to it before I leave for um, school to take my kids to school, but if I don't, mm -hmm. then that's what I do. The first thing when I get back is I make the plan for the day. And even when I think I need to get into something and be productive, I know that taking that like five or 10 minutes to actually be more intentional about my day is going to make me be more productive. So yes. I, you know, I'm more okay with like, okay, I can wait on the stuff I have to do. I need to write down what I need, what my plan is first. Yes. 
So cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Jamie? Like I, I, I think, think I think we covered like literally everything. everything. So, <laughs> I, so yes, and I actually I have another I have another podcast that I really get to. Say, so yeah. we're good. But um, I already told her. <laughs> I was like, I'm running a little. Behind. She's like, no worries. But you should have just not scheduled anybody directly after me. I should have, and I think I actually I think I scheduled her like moments before I pinned down your time. Uh-huh. Um, but she's good. Um, but I think what I'd like to talk to you about, Jamie, and I'll edit this part out if it doesn't work. But um, <laughs> if you and I start having maybe one our monthly calls if we record them and then maybe we can have like a monthly segment where it's just the audacious entrepreneur with jamie troll and that sounds awesome i feel like you and i have so much you and i share so many things that i'm like god i need to remember that for my podcast whereas if we're just recording our conversations we can just right exactly we're talking anyway so we might as well record them and let everybody else listen to our (laughs) our revelations right yes Cool. Well, thank you for giving me over an hour of your time. I hope I didn't interrupt <laughs> your day. Um, uh, I only had you down for an hour. So now I, um, <laughs> I got to figure out. Just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's me. I'm like, oh, I got to, no, we're good. <laughs> so thank you, Jamie, for joining me. I'm super excited to share these episodes with our listeners and listeners as always, if this was as valuable as Jamie and I feel like it was, cause we feel like we kind of killed it today with you, for you guys. <laughs> um, Take a screenshot, share it on your social media because if it's helping you, there are other women out there that can benefit from this information as well. Um, If you listen on iTunes or Spotify, please subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, leave me a review. Tell tell Jamie how awesome she was on this episode, okay? Um, So that's it. Until next, oh, go ahead. Superhero. I thought I was supposed to give my superhero. I was ready to jump out. God, thank you. We can't leave that out. I've only forgotten this with one guest. I tried to forget. (laughs) You guys, bonus time. So, <laughs> Jamie, who's your favorite superhero? So, I I know that you're a Marvel fan. I am not as much of a Marvel fan. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> so, I go, like, more, I, I am a, you know, Batman, for whatever reason, is always. Oh, okay, gross. Okay. Like... I know, I know you're going to hate that. I know. <laughs> and I feel like I should say Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman. the conversation that we but... just had, you know. Right? <laughs> But I would say, like, for me, I'm, I am definitely a TV-aholic. That's kind of my mm-hmm. thing. And so when I'm in, when I'm in seasons of productivity, I do not let, like, I don't watch TV because mm-hmm. I can get so sucked in. So right now I let myself watch one show a week. And I feel like if I, I almost don't want to say what show it is because it's so counter to everything that we've been talking about. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. The Bachelor. <laughs> I'm like, I thought you were going to say Real Housewives, but... <laughs> No, no, I the never, bachelor. that was one I never got into because, never I, knew, because I, I knew that I would never come up for air if I got into the Real Housewives, but I still continue to watch The Bachelor and it is awful. I don't actually, it's not the cattiness that I like because I actually prefer The Bachelorette to The Bachelor. Okay. The dudes are hilarious, but that's, that's probably like, I will spend my time doing some real deep reality <laughs> TV, but I also love like I watch, um, you know, I used to watch like any kind of epic TV show, like usually ones that have like a weird, my, when I geek out, it's like kind of like a little bit of a sci-fi element maybe. Okay. Um, so like, I like like Game of Thrones back oh, in the so day. Oh, see, so we're friends again. Okay. okay. Yeah. I figured, I was like, I knew you and you probably like, wouldn't be into the Bachelor. Game of Thrones, like, Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. Star don't Wars. tell me. I know you're going to tell me not Star Wars, but like the whole sci-fi thing. Like, we're- no, no, not Star Trek. I'm okay with Star Wars. Okay, but, good. And then my my favorite back in the day was Lost. I don't. That was like mm. the that was my jam. Yeah, we watched that I too. I figured you would be a Lost a Lost right. fan as well. So we're friends again. <laughs> so cool. And last Try but the not, Bachelor. You might like it. I don't know. I, awesome. I don't need it's anything true. else. God, you I don't need that in your life. So you don't need no. it. You don't need it. And I almost forgot the most important thing that we're going to talk about today, Jamie. Where do our yeah. listeners find you when because the, they want to know more about you and everything you do. 
well, me, I am Jamie Troll. Uh, BalanceCFO.com is where you can go. And if you want to know about my course at all, uh, it's probably not open when this airs, but it will be opening again because I have a live component with it. So we only open it a couple of times a year, mm -hmm. uh, but it'll be balancecfo.com forward slash FFF because it's financial fitness formula. So you want to know about yes. getting fit in your finances. If you're a woman entrepreneur uh, or any entrepreneur, I guess you can be a dude too. Yeah. We have a couple women of in there listen. right now, but yeah, you know, so. you, dudes are allowed <laughs> cool. and you're cool with that. So go check right. me out. Awesome. Jamie, thanks again for having me or having me. Thanks again for being here. It's dude. I'm only, I'm only halfway through my interviews. Today. I know, you got a couple more. Oh, got to revamp. All right. Thanks for being here today, Jamie. And I am super excited for our next conversation. I know. Thanks, Bree. I'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.